Hey, it's Bilal Bakani at Bilal V87, and I'm joined by Jesse Rao from SiriusXM and a crazy comedian, and we're going to fantasy book WrestleMania 36. Let's go. You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Jesse, how are you doing? When is WrestleMania? Isn't it until May? April. Why are we doing this now? Because I feel like it. So let's start out with the women's title match. And I think this is the beauty of it. Last year we had Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair putting all of the gold on the line. And I really think the move here is to have Shayna Baszler face off somewhat fresh off her Survivor Series win, win the Royal Rumble, and take on Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Thoughts? I don't know any of these people, man. So you just hate women. <laughs> no, dude. I went to the Raw event in Toronto this mm-hmm. past summer. I used to watch wrestling like John Cena peak days, like mm-hmm. 2008, 2009. Yeah. And there were just so many new characters that I just did and you not. learned none of them. I uh, had one too many uh, pops that uh, night. I would imagine Diet Coke. Moving on, we have Brock Lesnar, who is the WWE champion. I actually thought uh, the Sunday at Survivor Series that Rey Mysterio would win the title and would set up this great narrative that Brock Lesnar could disappear, as he always does, between the end of November and January. And then in January, he could come back and he could go into the Rumble at number one, obliterate 10 to 15 straight people, and then take on Rey Mysterio. That That's not happening. Brock I'd be Lesnar. down for that. Well, it's, it's too late now. Brock Lesnar crushed Rey Mysterio on Sunday. So now we have to figure out who in the world do you put against Brock Lesnar. And I think the answer is Kevin Owens right now because he's very over. He's Canadian. He's sort of being pushed as the top face while Brock's away. So I think that's the move. I want Brock Lesnar back. But he's expensive, Jesse. We can't have him all the time. Wait, so why does Brock Lesnar disappear for the winter? He lives in Manitoba. That's when you want to go south. Saskatchewan, I think. Saskatchewan. I'm sorry to your listeners in Saskatchewan that will be very angry at me for making that middle of Canada mix-up. And disappointing everybody in Winnipeg as well. And just having no knowledge of wrestling, which I understand this is a wrestling podcast, so people will be disappointed in that in the first place. But why would Brock Lesnar go back to Canada when it's freezing? Yeah, you'd think, well, maybe he travels a bit with them, and he's got his own private jet, so maybe he'll go somewhere else. I don't know. Dude, anything to get out of Canada when it's cold. <laughs> these are these are good points. These are probably the best piece of knowledge you're going to get out of this 10 minutes is get the hell out of Canada when it's cold. All right, let's move on. Anywhere when it's cold. It doesn't yeah, ha- we yeah. don't discriminate against Canada. Yep, Chicago, same deal, pretty Any, much. Anywhere that's cold, just go somewhere warm for a couple days unwind and then hate your life again when you get back wwe universal champion bray wyatt has been built up very well and it was funny recently the rumor was that roman reigns would face him at wrestlemania now with seth rollins turning heel on raw because everybody hates him anyways i think that's the match you got to put roman against seth so i'm at at a bit of a loss as to who we put against bray wyatt they're just going to lose anyways so you look at the SmackDown roster, I'd probably put Mustafa Ali because he's been on the back burner for a title shot seemingly forever, and I think that's the move. Um, Jesse, do you have any thoughts on the WWE Universal title picture? Bray Wyatt's the one that kind of looks like the biker version of Post Malone, right? Yes, that's very accurate. Okay, that's all of my analysis for that one. <laughs> 
quite good. Uh, moving on, the tag team champions, and the question becomes, well, yeah, let's talk about the WWE tag team champions. Or uh, Bailey, we'll go to Bailey. She's got the SmackDown Women's Championship, and I do think that's the most important belt left here. And we're not going to get to all the belts. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Now there's only five minutes left here. Uh, Bailey's on SmackDown, and I honestly I don't see a credible threat beyond Sasha Banks. Uh, the Survivor Series team, which featured the rest of the women's division, had Lacey Evans, who WWE is desperate to plug. They had Dana Brooke, who's you know, her flex appeal is not going over, although it's a good catchphrase. Carmella, who's just known for helping our truth. And I don't even remember the other person. So I think the, uh, the inevitable move is you have to put her against Sasha Banks, even if they're both heels and they're just being heels to, you know, jerky friends to each other and very mean. And they inevitably have to face each other for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't see any other way you can book this. Lacey Evans is the Southern Belle, right? Correct. Okay, yeah, that was an undercard at Raw when mm. I saw it. Yep. I like the character. Yeah, but why is she a heel? She She's a former Marine, and she's the mother of a young daughter, and she's a bad guy? Like, service and being a mother is a... And she doesn't even bring up her daughter. Like, she, there's, there's a whole narrative that Michelle Watterson has. She wants to be the first UFC women's mother to win a title. And I phrase that poorly. Why the hell isn't that Lacey Evans gimmick? Wait, the UFC should have the bad mother championship as well, because they had the... <laughs> Uh, I didn't even the, the MFR. Yeah, yeah. I, I saved myself just because this is a I family. Podcast. It was a brilliant thought, though. Yeah, no, they should. The Bad Mother Championship Belt. It's such a good gimmick. I don't understand the why the WWE they... could hop on that first. Yeah, no, they could beat UFC to it, and you know they already beat them to Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez. Well, those are all after the fact, except for Brock. Stole Ronda. Yeah, exactly. For for the year before her uh, impregnation vacation, which must must be nice. Um, <laughs> Wait, is that a real term? That is that is the reason she is not wrestling right now. Is that your personal? No, line? that is her. That is a Ronda Rousey term. That's amazing. Trust me, if it wasn't her term, I'd be too afraid to say it. That's fair. The U.S. Championship is still well. Actually, Rey Mysterio just won it last night on Raw. The only possible matchup I could see is Drew McIntyre because Orton actually helped him win the title. Ricochet's uh, supposed to be a superhero, so he's not going to murder Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. Uh, so I think the the big guy, small guy thing again. I think Drew McIntyre is the only person sort of lined up to take on Rey Mysterio for the Raw, you know, U.S. Championship. Drew McIntyre is the one with really nice hair, right? Well, and he's also the Scottish Terminator. Because you say really nice hair, that, that could be a lot of the roster. That's true. Yeah. One Roman thing Reigns. wrestlers always have is great hair. Well, most of them. Most of them, unless yeah. you're like stone cold. But <laughs> The Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, has been uh, managed by our good favorite Canadian, Sami Zayn. Well, my favorite. And the question becomes, who does he defend it against? I actually think that they might get Sami involved in the match here, but... They've sort of started to position him so much as a manager that it'll probably end up being Daniel Bryan. You have nothing to add to that, Jesse. I didn't realize it was my turn to talk. I I had stopped talking for several seconds there. Yeah, I can see it on the waveform. Yeah. I, that was unprofessional. I don't know any of those people. We'll move on. The Raw Bray Wyatt. You're very late on that. The Raw Women's Championship, uh, Women's Tag Team Championship, is currently held by the Kabuki Warriors. They've had a resurgence, uh, Kairi Sane and Asuka. The question becomes, who do you put them up against? And I think the funny thing is, the person who we haven't mentioned is arguably one of the best people on the roster, and that's Charlotte Flair. And she, she is tagging with Natalia, and that seems to never really be amounting to anything 
except for Asuka has now on two nights in a row at Survivor Series on Raw spat the green mist in Charlotte's face, most of her body, really. And I guess that's probably the only program I see viable for the women's tag team champions at this point. Natalia and Charlotte could be a pretty solid tandem. Well, if they gave them any backstory. What do you think haven't. the backstory would be? Well, maybe you go back to NXT where they had this great history and Natalia was sort of the mentor to Charlotte. Natalia was sort of the mentor to Ronda Rousey. And, uh, you know, they, they both come from wrestling families. Charlotte's the daughter of Ric Flair. Obviously, Natalia is the daughter of the late Jim the Anvil Neidhart, but they've done none of this. They've just put them together and be like, we're friends. That's that's the level of storytelling we're at. But they should just create the nepotism storyline. Well, yeah, yeah. And I don't even know if Charlotte's a good guy or a bad guy at this point. It's not really clear. She's yeah. just very good at being a wrestler. I, sometimes that's all you need. Just have one be the face of the operation and the other one just stand when they're cutting a promo behind them yeah it's just weird because charlotte's also dating andrade who's a wrestler who's managed by selena vega who's married to alistair black and how they haven't used any of those storylines and we also have seth rollins who's dating becky lynch and now they're on opposite ends where seth is becoming the most hated guy in the company and becky is arguably the most beloved person it's just I don't know, like, I, use this stuff. Like, don't just pretend it all doesn't, like, maybe one of these relationships, but to ignore all three, it, it's just very messy. Is the social media world kind of slowing down wrestling's progress just because you know everything behind the scenes? No. I remember even, like, in 07 when I was watching, I'd be Googling, like, spoilers for the SmackDown taping that happened Tuesday mm. just because you wanted to know ahead of yeah. time, like, what happened. You're just always hungry for information. Hmm. I, you know, it's funny because the Seth Rollins turn is based on how much of an idiot he is on Twitter, how much people hate him. And I think that's transited into the ring because when he was injured and he came back to fight Triple H, people liked him. And that was only a couple of years ago. But now because of some of the stuff he said on Twitter, because of the overall perception of him, it's, it's turned on him. So I think if anything, they're more beholden to Twitter than they were before, which is a good thing because it gives the fan of fans a voice, not the fan, the fans to push a Daniel Bryan or to push somebody they like. And it's, it's a, you know, something they have to consider. Uh, Jesse, we're basically out of time. So we're not going to cover many of the lesser belts. Is there anything else you want to say about wrestling as we lead up into the road to WrestleMania? Well, this is a podcast. There's no such thing as being out of time on a podcast. Just you just like to bothered. keep it 10 minutes yeah, and yeah. you don't want to talk to me any longer. And I'm sure a lot of your uh, listeners didn't like listening to someone who doesn't love wrestling too much. But I'm sure this was fun content for you. We, we had some laughs, and I, I don't think anybody is going to be up at night uh, dying for your thoughts on Cruiserweight champion Leo Rush. No, there, there's probably going to be some hate tweets coming my way, but I'll, I'll cross that Twitter bridge when I get there. On it? At Jesse Ralph. I'm sure you'll tag me in this. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm at BilalV87. No, I think this was a lot of fun. And um, I, I will laugh if we look back on this and this thing I did, you know, in a, in a, in a hurry. If I'm, if I'm like 50% right about the WrestleMania card. But I'm usually not. So at least we tried. You're pretty tuned into like wrestling and producing shows. Yeah, I, I, I would think that goes without saying, but I, I thank you. That's your two. The two things I know Bilal loves. Mm. Producing radio shows yep. and wrestling. So this podcast, I'm happy that you do it. I should probably put more effort into it. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> Never Sleeps Network.
This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thank you.